We're talking rugby league on the program now and the move of Sean Johnson. Where to next uh, for the Mercurial former Warriors half who's uh, off over to the West Island, we believe, and who better to go to than a man who's a member of the Sharks? That's the rumour where he's going to. And, of course, out of the Daily Telegraph, long-time rugby league agitator, Phil Buzz Rothfield. Phil, I hope you don't mind if I call you that. Welcome to the program. And what do you know about Sean Johnson and the Shire? Oh, well, it looks like he's, he's heading to Cronulla. Um, great signing for the club. I know him and his agent were originally keen on only doing a one-year deal to see how he settles in. But there's a theory at Cronulla that this the club is not going to be used as a transit lounge and it would open the door for a club like the Sydney Roosters to, to grab him for 2020. Of course, they're losing Cooper Cronk. So they're just in talks now over the length of the deal, and I think by the end of the day, um, Sean Johnson will have um, signed a, a three-year contract uh, with the Sharks. You can understand why Cronulla would dig their heels in like this, as you would. They're not exactly a transit lounge. They're a club with a proud history, and in recent times they've been going not, not too bad, have they, Buzz? No, they're playing very consistent football. They're thereabouts every year, and they won the comp in 2016. They do have a lot of financial difficulties, though. We've broken a story on our website today that the club has, uh, has sacked 10 members of their football club uh, administration staff. Um, they lost $3 million last year. But importantly, they've decided to play on the full salary cap. And a lot of clubs, when they've got a bit of distress with the cash flow, etc., they'll probably spend 500000 under the cap. But look, they want Sean Johnson. They want to spend uh, the, the full cap and they want to be competitive. Is he a good fit for the Cronulla Sharks? Look, that's a really interesting question. I think he could be a better player under stronger, more experienced forward pack, which he'll have at the Sharks next season. I caused a bit of controversy last year. I did my top 50 players in the NRL, and I didn't put him in them. Reason being, I think Sean Johnson plays five or six, nine out of ten games every year, but I don't think he turns up every week. You saw that in the semi-final against Penrith at ANZ Stadium when the Warriors bombed out so poorly after a great year. And that's why I'm not overly surprised that, you know, the, the club has, you know, made the decision to let him go. He does need to find more consistency in his football game to become a truly great player. And he'll do that with the support of, of the pack and, and other players because he's, he's got history with some of the Sharks players, hasn't he? Chad Townsend springs to mind. Yeah, no, he does. And I think he could form a, a pretty good relationship with Chad. And, um, you know, that Chad's more an organising halfback. And as we all know, Sean is just a brilliant individualist. But I'll be interested to see how he plays under Shane Flanagan's coaching because uh, Flano is very much into structured rugby league. He likes to you know, stick to the game plan. But I don't think you can put the shackles on Johnson. I think he needs freedom. He needs a licence to row within within some sort of structure. You know, from a marketing point of view, to get bums on seats, to sell memberships, to sell jerseys, I think it's a fantastic signing for the club, though. So, as far as ruffled feathers are concerned, though, does he slide straight in? Do they stick him at halfback? Does he play 5 8? I suppose you've got Chad floating around. Who else have you got out there? Matt Moylan, uh, Kyle Flanagan? You've got a few guys floating around there, haven't you? Yeah, look, 
At the Warriors, he didn't wear the jersey, but I always regarded Blake Green as the halfback without the number seven on his back. He was the organiser, the chief playmaker, and Johnson was more of the 5'8 anyway, and I, I think that'll be a similar scenario at the Sharks. They're two very similar positions now, but the most successful team teams have a structured player who will carry out the coach's game plan, normally take first pass, and a 5'8 can, you know, hit the line, you know, take on the line a bit more, do his little chip kicks when he... A bit like Luke Carey, I can see how successful he was at the Roosters. I can see Johnson playing that sort of role at the Sharks, but hopefully more more consistency. So what does that do then for the likes of Matt Moylan? Well, Matt Moylan will go to fullback, of course. Valentine Holmes of course. has left, and yeah. Matt Moylan's been equally comfortable over the years playing fullback, and, and he'll do a good job there. And They don't want to move Josh Durgan. They want him to settle into the centres. They want to keep him there all year, But so Moylan will definitely go to fullback. The interesting thing is the coach is making it more difficult for his son, Kyle. Now, Kyle had one first-grade game at 5'8 last year. He's contracted for one more season and you know he's putting a roadblock up in front of Kyle by signing Johnson but look Flanagan's got to win football games more than anything else and we certainly won't be accusing him of any nepotism I'd say young Kyle will probably uh, start from the bench this year and and gradually get some first grade experience. Are you surprised um, Buzz Rothfield that the Warriors I mean, I actually think they formulated this long-term plan because they wanted him out of the club. It just, they just didn't think it happened so fast. They kind of figured it would have him around for 2019, but not beyond that. So are you surprised at the movements of the Warriors and, and how this has actually come about and what's transpired? Look, I, I think it's a bit of a shame for the game because, look, he is the most popular rugby league player in New Zealand, beyond doubt, you know, with that enormous social media following. I don't know, though, from what I've heard, how he fitted in with the rest of the playing group though. I'm not saying it was a split dressing room or anything but what I can tell you is always last to arrive and first to leave and he wasn't I would say a great team player. I don't think he got on particularly well with Stephen Carney because the attitude he had was probably more about him rather than about the team. And I think that's where there has been the breakdown. That's why your CEO didn't give him the departure comments that I think he deserved yesterday. And uh, that's why they've made the tough call to move on, to play green at halfback next year and bring some of your kids through and try them out at 5-8. Do you think that's the way to go? They'll, they'll do that? They'll, they'll promote from within? Or is there a 5-8 floating around or a halfback floating around that they might be able to whip out of uh, an Australian team. I know there's been talk around some of the Parramatta halves, some of the younger guys, some of the current guys coming over. Got any idea about that, Buzz? You know what I think the Warriors want to do with their spare cash? And I've got a couple of contacts over there. I think they want to strengthen their middle forwards more than anything else. And look, it's one of the reasons Johnson struggles on and off because you've got to pack a big boppers there, but I don't think they're getting the necessary momentum. I think you need you know, more strength, more oomph you know, up front, and um, no doubt I think that's the area Stephen Carney will be looking to strengthen. Can the Warriors have a half-decent year next year considering the staff around, do you think, what they do? I mean, there's a, there's a thought process around here. Maybe Peter Hiku comes in and, and, and plays in the halves role and they, they manufacture a combination in there. Do you have faith that they can actually replicate what they did last year, maybe go further without Sean Johnson? 
Yeah, look, I'm not sure what they're going to do next year. I do know that there's some clubs uh, in the NRL in Australia who are definitely going to improve. So there's clubs that are going to be banging on the door for the finals like Newcastle. Okay, now they've got Clemmer, they've got Ponga, they've got Mitchell Pearce and Jesse Ramian. You know the Titans are going to improve big time with Tyrone Peachy joining the side, you know, and the big forward, the former kangaroo forward from the Canberra Raiders, his name's just... Um, um, so so they, they, they're going to be stronger. So the Warriors, I think, are going to have to improve on last year. How they do it without Johnson, I'm not sure. Well, I suppose you have to just sit and wait and find out. So as far as you're concerned, though, Buzz, from what you gather, you reckon by the end of the day um, he would have signed for it for a three-year contract. It won't be, as you call, a transit lounge uh, signing. No, he won't be, mate. The Cronulla won't cop that. He'll have to commit to long term. Great stuff. Phil Buzz Rothfeld out of the Daily Telegraph, as always. Thanks for your time and insight. Go well. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for having me.